1: The CHGO White Sox podcast coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson, alongside me, the CHGO White Sox crew, and then I don't see
2: it expanded expanded yeah, edition. Yes. That's what you want to say.
1: Yeah. It feels ex- exclusive to like not include Jared exclusionary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, that's Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can read his latest pieces up at all CHGO.com. There's also a special one for our diehards. So go check that out. Vinny had a little mailbag of his own, uh, very good read. So go check that out if you are a diehard and if not sign up today uh, and we got Jared Willis, the aforementioned, uh, Follow him on Twitter at jwilliswise instead of eyes. That's correct. Okay, it's been a while. Uh, we're getting we're getting back on the bike of your your Twitter handle. Uh, Jared is our uh, roaming baseball beat writer. He'll go to the White Sox on a weekend. He'll go to the Cubs on a weekend. You're you're a baseball fan.
3: That's right. I get to just cross town back and forth. North to south, I love it. Probably the really other. Remember. Yeah. Slowly, because yeah. you got to sit on the Kennedy. But yeah, well, other yeah. than that, yeah. I mean, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> it takes a while, but.
1: <laughs> You'll probably more be more on the north side with all the uh, rumors that are floating around. Uh, it's, if it's they're lucky m-
3: enough. Much more active on, on that front with them. Well, but that's not true.
2: The Sox are actually making, doing things. You're right. You're the Cubs, right. Are You're just, Cubs are just
3: in tweets. They're yeah. just talking about doing stuff, talking about yeah. big whereas <laughs> to the White Sox credit, they are actually doing things. Yeah.
1: Yes, they they went out and made the big move of Paul DeYoung, which will be our uh, t- talking point today. Unofficial. <laughs> right. Reportedly uh, adding Paul DeYoung. Uh, we'll be at- talking about if there will be more reports of middle infielders joining the White Sox uh, A little later on in the show uh, We'll get Jared's take on what's going on With the team and what he's made to the offseason so far And uh, I don't want to f- Miss out on Herb Lawrence Hello. You can follow him at Wall 23 He's our CHGO White Sox community leader Sarah is our producer today She is Michaelis. Hi. Hello uh, And uh, we appreciate everyone hanging out with us in the chat Make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button uh, Appreciate to see Dan Outlaw in the chat uh, Heads up on Friday, we got a Black Friday sale uh, up to 90% off. So what? Uh, go check that out, lockercom 90% off? Up to 90% Ooh, it off. smokes. The graphic says it right
2: there. Wow. Practically uh, yeah, free. Know,
1: crazy. Uh, appreciate everyone hanging out. Make sure you're hitting the thumbs up button and subscribing. And when you're at Thanksgiving dinner this, you know. Tomorrow. I tomorrow, yeah. forgot when that is. Uh, I feel like it's, it should be on a weekend. Um, It's always on a Thursday. I guess. never changes. Uh, (laughs) Tell your family members, right? You know, my grandma watches this every single day. She gets on her iPad and watches it. She's one of our angriest commenters. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, don't put anyone in a box, right? Tell every single person you know. Maybe there's a chance they'll come hang out with the CHGL sports crew uh, because there's diehards all around. Oh, I, feel like the way, I feel
3: like
2: the way Black Friday works, people just hear 90% off. We'll, we've got them immediately. <laughs> they might not even know what we're selling, but they, they want to be here. Yeah, and you want to be here too when, uh, you know, Conor Badart's
1: scoring goals and the Bears are winning on Sunday. I mean, when C
0: H O Bears own the Duke joins us and gives us a, su- a super chat the other day, you know, you can do that yourself. I mean, that man is exclusively the Bears, and the other day he's like, hey, man, I want to check out the White Sox. And he checked us out, and now we're Duke-approved. I'm very happy to be so too.
1: Uh, and let's get around yeah, I got to eat my vegetables. Um, let's get around to Jared Willis. Jared, what have you made of the off season so far? Chris gets his first one. The you know idea that they're open for business and they're signing Paul DeYoung
3: reportedly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that needs to be done. Um, and I think that depends both on where where they expect to be in 2024. Is this a full rebuilding team? Is this – I don't – they've kind of quashed any idea, expectation that, hey, we're going to try to, you know, we're going to try to compete or anything like that. But um, when you you are coming into this offseason with as much that needs to be addressed as, as they have, um, yeah, it's Paul DeYoung in isolation. That's That's not a – Earth-shattering move, but at this point, you are just you're trying to make sure you have guys to fill out a lineup. You have guys who can, um, you know, you need a second baseman, so you've you've got to make some of these kinds of moves. I did like the the trade that they made for Aaron Bummer because that to me was the kind of thing um, that is is helpful for this organization in the long run because you got some potentially high upside guys. Uh, I think the Soroka addition in particular I'm intrigued by because you look at what he did his rookie year in 2019 and then injuries kind of got in the way the last few years so there's to me there's still some potential there where in a rotation that badly needs some arms not only do you have one but one that could actually turn out to be upper half of your rotation so I liked that deal I think that was a, a a really a solid move. Um, Paul DeYoung just kind of feels like a little bit more of the same. Hey, let's get this veteran player who if, if he gives you much of anything, it kind of feels like gravy. This isn't, you're not addressing the need in middle infield for the long term by any stretch. This, you know, it, it, he's not really fixing anything with apologies to Paul, Paul DeYoung, but. <laughs> uh,
1: Illinois State Cardinal legend. Uh, we did get a super Red
0: they're not Cardinals. Are you red doing birds. Illinois State slash Cardinal legend? Uh, yeah, that is true. If oh, you just wanted yeah. to throw oh, a comma Illinois in there, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Comma, no, that's, that's what I meant. That's sure. what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I
1: meant. <laughs> uh, thank you for the super chat. Aloha, Mr. Hand. <laughs> thank you, Pete. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, you guys deserve a super chat for having to watch and talk about this team.
2: It's not I, It's not that bad. Learning I mean, to, the look, team. Learning sucks. about Cuba and having some food with Mr. Hand. What? Fast Times at Richmond High. That's oh, what that's That's from.
0: It's yeah, I haven't seen that movie. Should I? No, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't. Play you need right to now. go on YouTube and watch the scene. Uh, it doesn't hold, hold up now. now.
2: Watch the scene where Sean Penn orders the pizza into the classroom. That's good. I mean, okay.
0: yeah. Mike Damone still sucks. I'll say that till I die. You guys say <laughs> <all> fuck <laughs> Mike Damone.
2: It was Mike Damone.
0: Exactly. Okay. Don't watch the movie. He's terrible. Oh Jesus! All right. Uh, thank you, Pete, for
1: the uh, the super chat. But I know the team is sucks. The the team is dreadful. But I I'm glad to be here for the ride. You know I I do looking back at the uh all the crap i gave steve stone f- to lead him to blocking me on twitter uh where he said you know be better or enjoy the ride i, I am enjoying this ride i i really didn't expect paul de young to be the starting shortstop for the 2024 white Sox when we were talking about preseason predictions i think you were the only one to actually pick them to have like a 70 win mark
3: I was optimistic
1: yeah. <laughs> we all were so I think Vinny had 90 wins <laughs> e. um, but uh, yeah I, I think the the trade was interesting uh, the Sirocco one's really interesting uh, I posted on the Braves uh, subreddit about Ronaldo Lopez because I needed someplace to vent um, and we'll get to that later but a Braves fan said about Soroka, he's clearly figuring out his new mechanics after the injury, but has more juice on the fastball than he did before. In 2023, it seemed like he was trying to make the adjustment to being fastball up in the zone, uh, slider changeup away, kind of a strikeout pitcher because of the new mechanics, and he never got the feel and command for where it needed to be. I also saw that he kind of was a guy that would start off really well, but then as the game got on, he would start to falter. Uh, but a lot oh, the of... Opposite of Michael Kopech. Yes, <laughs>
0: put them together, <laughs>
1: <Pair> them. <laughs> yeah, have one guy start or open, and then uh, you know Kopech could come in and clean it up. Uh, but the big thing that stuck out on Soroka, aside him, aside from him being a physical freak, um, unfortunately he's dealt with the injury. Uh, a lot of the fans say he's got unwavering mental toughness and a high baseball IQ. Uh, so it does seem, even though the different positions, maybe it's Jake Berger like because Berger dealt with so many uh, ups and downs with his Achilles specifically, just like Soroka, uh, may, maybe there is something where if he just has the right string of health, he can absolutely take off for the Sox. And, I mean, this could be a crazy trade if he is a guy that hits to that, you know, 60 percentile or 70 percentile where his, of his output and can actually be
0: healthy. Yeah, I was a fan of the move because as I said it's five guys who might be all like not even lottery tickets, but there have some goodness in their past like Soroka and Nicky Lopez and then some other guys who haven't made the major leagues. Um And there might be some development left in them. And with the tutelage of Brian Bannister, along with Ethan Katz, maybe Soroka can regain that uh, sinker that he had in his uh, uh, 2019 season and become the dominant pitcher he was that year. So there's some positivity there. Now, ultimately, it's five guys the Braves didn't want. And if the five guys the Braves didn't want turn out to be found money on the White Sox, that's great because as I think Vinny pointed out when the trade happened, the Braves 40 man up here, the White Sox 40 man down here so their cast offs might be actual good players that just they didn't have room for because they have more room for – they had to make room for people who are coming up or people they're going to be acquiring this offseason. As we've seen, the Braves, man, they love them some former White Sox, though.
3: But especially <laughs> given that it, it only cost you Aaron Bummer to get these guys. I yeah. Mean, that's that's – to me, I, I was impressed that you you got that much in return where there is some, like, genuine potential for guys who will impact your major league roster.
1: And the, the five-for-one, I know the argument is that, like, the Braves – weren't going to use these guys. These guys were going to be non-tendered by the Braves. The Braves are also kind of just cutting everybody that wasn't on their major league roster. I think they made the most uh, non-tender decisions and then they traded those five guys away. And then as KPW brings up, Kyle Wright was available for trade. The Royals acquired him. Uh, He's going to miss the 2024 season. But like, it does seem like the Braves are just kind of completely getting rid of the bottom Half of their roster. I
2: mean, they have they had they won 104 games last year. And They're trying satisfying. to win the World Series next year. They don't need these guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. The the they need Aaron Bummer. They need Reynaldo Lopez. And I'm I'm not you laugh. I'm not. They do right. They need they need major league caliber arms who know how to pitch in big moments or or late in games. I should say, and they need to be able to rely on those guys. The White Sox need guys that might be good. They lost 101 games. They're the the guys who are not good enough to make the Braves are probably good enough to make the White Sox, and that is not um, an insult. It's not saying oh the White Sox will be bad forever. It's just saying, like you just said, Jared, the White Sox weren't going to use Aaron Bummer for anything. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he's good. He, he he had value to the White Sox as being a guy who could pitch late in games, but. The White Sox probably don't plan to have the lead in late games very often. Right. So here, let's see if they can go out and turn Michael Soroka into a guy who can be in their starting rotation for multiple years. Let's see if Braden shoemaker can can surprise and become a middle infielder or an infielder of the future for this team. Let's see what Jared Schuster can do. Uh, you know, it, it. They're not necessarily. We're not necessarily dialing this all the way back to 2017 and 2018 where it's just full on killing time but it is similar in the regard that it's it, hey you have an opportunity that you would not have had at your previous team take advantage of it and go show you can be a, a consistent major leaguer yeah,
1: absolutely and they're gonna have I mean being a team that just lost 101 games they're gonna have all the rope in the world I mean they can give Garrett Crochet or Mike Soroka or wh- whomever Michael Soroka. My- <laughs> Michael Soroka. uh, He's an adult. He wants to be called Mike (laughs) Michael. Have I said, maybe I'm just going to keep it to Soroka. Just go Soroka. One
2: name. Give him the share treatment. (laughs) Michael.
1: (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Matt from Oklahoma, my guy, saying uh, Sox Machine says DeYoung can sign for $5 million. I haven't seen that, um, but if that is the case, they'll be spending about $6 million on the shortstop position with the TA buyout, uh, which is about $8 million or less than if picking up the TA option. It does seem like the bu- – I, I, Jared, I, I've bugged Vinny with these questions, so I can – you know, I haven't asked you this question yet, so it's not technically bugging yet. Do you make of anything with the, the payroll – uh, uh, how, how small the payroll is, because uh, I think right now it's hovering around one twenty five yeah uh, Not great, and i don't think they're going to be adding anyone of significant value, so what do you make of the budget going from one eighty to possibly like one hundred forty
3: Well, uh, under different circumstances or maybe even with a different organization, I would say this this looks like they're setting themselves up to make the big signing or their clearing space to to add a big name, but of course. Hmm. It's the White Sox, so um, it, it's harder. It's harder to say, like, well, that you know, what are you doing this for? Because at 125 million, you're over 100 million below the first tier of the luxury tax. So you have a lot of money you could spend that apparently you're just not going to. And there are, I mean you could make your team significantly better through free agency and you've got them in theory, at least you've got the money to do it. So, um, that is, it's, it's, it's odd to see them drop that much without a clear sense of, well, this is why they're doing it. Or they're freeing up this money to do X, Y, or Z. I, I couldn't tell you that they have anybody like that. I know they've said they're open for business, but, um, until I see a very clear connection to, a specific player and and one of these big name guys, that's just, that doesn't mean much.
2: I mean, I I think again, I'm not defending this in any way, but I think you could say or you could argue that the room that they're clearing maybe isn't for this year, right? You could say that it's, we'll see where we are a year from now. And if we're in a position where one guy or two guys that make a ton of money are going to be the thing that vaults them from, into playoff team status or or even, you know, as high as championship contender status, uh, then maybe that's what it becomes. I can't, I don't really envision them signing a big name this winter to make that go up at one guy. But like you said at the outset, they got to go add five, six, seven, eight more players still. And so even if you're adding those guys on only only $5 million deals like Paul DeYoung is getting, apparently, um, that's still – 35 40 million and then
3: all of a sudden you're back up close to where they were last year. Cuz well, they do have there's a lot of spots to fill. I right. mean there's
1: yeah. Well, the right. thing that I'm wondering cuz next year the 24 will come off for Moncada. I mean, unless they do the club option. So the 24 million is going to come <laughs> off for Moncada and then Aloy, he's got two more years, uh the bobblehead over there. He's got two more years with club options. Are they really going to pay him $16.5 million and $18.5 and million? If he Not is, if he
2: does what he just did the last right. however many years. If he so,
1: turns to a Lloyd that we know, but that's, right. that's a bargain.
2: right? On. I don't
1: even know about that because he, for a DH, for, for him to be a bargain, he has to be putting up like four to five war seasons. And, I mean, he could barely even, I mean, hit, what, 20 homers? If he hits what if he
2: hits 40 next
1: year? Yeah, I mean, that, that's very – but next year, like, right. he might not be on the team. He's got to right. do it this year. Correct. Yeah but, yeah,
0: but think of other teams, like, who might be acquiring him. Like, there's obviously a – spot for him on other teams. Like It seems like other teams, especially the Braves, are picking up on the marketing efficiency of what's going on with the White Sox because they see Ronaldo Lopez started with the White Sox and like, why don't you start again? You were you were decent when you were a starter. Go ahead and do this in the offseason. I'm telling you, other teams are saying, are probably looking at the White Sox like, they're doing them wrong. Their development is wrong. We want him on our team. And if some other team picks him up next year for $16 million or this offseason. They're like, that's a bargain because this man hits 40 home runs, we'll get him in a training program, we'll get him on the field, and we'll love make him love the like he doesn't love right now.
1: If it's a bargain, though, I mean, why isn't there more chatter about him being there seriously is. interested?
0: There no, there's is. not. I uh, mean, Chris Getz said there. teams are interested. Teams are interested, yeah. You know that? Did Chris Getz said it. <laughs> And the, the rumor is that he's up there. I, I, the
1: there hasn't is, really been a team that comes out and I, seems to be interested in a Interest,
2: interest and in being interested in acquiring a player and being interested in giving up a lot to acquire that exactly, player are correct. two very different things.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> And I and, think... Yeah, he'll he'll be very sought after if the White Sox are going to have him out there. And it's just the White Sox wanting to trade that player because they see the same things that other teams see. The potential is through the roof for Eloy Jimenez, especially his offensive force. He just hasn't hit his potential yet. And I'm guaranteeing some other teams like the White Sox are the are the limiting factor of Eloy Jimenez. Get him in our building and we'll make him the Eloy Jimenez that everybody was wanted.
3: When you wonder, because with him specifically in my mind a big part of what has limited him has been his health because how many seasons now have you found yourself saying I and mean, if this guy just stayed healthy it, it it feels like that's a lot of what holds him back so if you are another team that's looking at him are you looking at him and thinking um we know what we could do to help him whether it's nutrition wise um what his workout program looks like i mean there's I can definitely see a team looking at him and saying, we see what the White Sox are missing or what the White Sox aren't doing. Everyone knows the potential. So we think we could tap into that in a way that they haven't so far for, for whatever reason. Uh, But in my mind, it kind of feels like if you can figure out how to, keep that guy healthy, then you're going to get the potential that we all know is there.
1: Well, Real quick, I mean, I remember the story from this spring training where the whole idea was that he lost 15 pounds and he would be ready for, you know, playing the outfield. And obviously yeah. the at isn't really, you know, a big, like, oh, this guy is a walking injury. That's nothing you could really control. Right. But what they played him, I think, seven straight games at some point in left field, and then they just stopped in totally right field. In, left field, in right yeah. field. Yeah, uh, they did... From the 28th, when he came back to the to June 4th, he played right field. Oh, sorry, to June 8th, he played right field. I think in uh, eight six of the eight games, and then we never saw him in right field again. Like I don't know, we've we've been through the same old song and dance. That like, was,
2: I believe, that was legs related, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watched the guy throughout the season. You know, he wasn't operating at 100 percent from a leg standpoint. He was you know and that might have something to do with the with the power going or with the fly balls going down you know and and but listen there's no certainty you can talk about how people can see the potential all they want all you want no team no matter if they think that he's going to hit 50 home runs tomorrow or not can tell you with certainty that he's going to stay on the field because he hasn't done it yet and that's not necessarily saying that he can't do it but he hasn't done it to this point. And so when you say, what, are they going to pay him that much if he has another year like the years he's had to this point at the major league level? No, they're not. They aren't going to pick up those options because there's no. They, he hasn't proven to anybody that he is worth putting on the field for that long. Now, this offseason, as we've talked about in the past, if they were to trade him, they'd probably be selling pretty low on the guy. So are you going to do that because you don't think he's ever going to be able to, to reach that sort of... Um, like I said, certainty, or are you going to say, we'll keep him, we'll let him hit 20 home runs in the first half if he doesn't go on the IL, and then all of a sudden, now you've got a great trade deadline candidate, or you've got a guy in which you would want to pick up those options? Well, I, th-
1: right. I guess my point is if you do or are unable to find a trade for him
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he doesn't hit 20 home runs in the first half, and he, uh, as a DH, has a 738 OPS, then you're just going to be paying him $13 million and likely declining the options. Because, you know, just at this point, we've seen Aloy Jimenez be Aloy Jimenez. And I understand, like, the whole narrative that, you know, teams see the potential in him. But potential doesn't mean anything. Like, he just has never reached that potential. At some points, you have to cut bait. Like, I don't know. You just can't. I don't think you could pay a a DH 16 or $18 million. Uh, Maybe not specifically on the Aloy, unless you have anything more to add. But what do you make of
2: the, the cease trade talks as well?
3: It's he doesn't a, know. He doesn't know what to make of it. Yeah, it, honestly, <laughs> it kind of surprises me because, like I said earlier, you have a rotation that's already so thin that to talk about trading away a guy who is still young has really I – mean, he's shown you last year wasn't so great, but, like, you know is a good pitcher and is capable of, of being a, a one or a two-level starter um, – Unless they're looking at it as a, hey, we can, we can really get a lot in return for this guy because like we've talked about, they have a lot of needs. So it's trade the one guy so that you can get several, several in return. But honestly, I, even with that, I don't, I, don't, I don't like this move for them because he's, in my mind, if you look at, okay, the White Sox are trying to rebuild, they're trying to retool for, for some number of years in the future – I think Dylan Cease is a guy who should be a part of this the the next competitive wave. Amen. Um, him and Luis Robert are the two guys that I would say. Yeah, you, you stick with those two, and then and then you go from there. So, yeah, I, it surprises me that his name has been out there as much as it has, and I can't say that I I really like it.
0: And I can hear what you're saying, but I think that. Chris gets probably doesn't have marching orders, but he could see the writings on the wall with Dylan Cease, with your owner saying we're not going to sign pitchers to 10-year deals, this guy becoming a free agent in two years, his agent being Scott Boris. Scott Boris mostly has his clients go to free agency. I think the one exception is Steven Strasburg. They can see the writing on the wall. When they are competitive, will he be on the team? More than likely, no. But... If we can get a boatload for him right now, and this is probably our time to get the boatload rather than the trade deadline next year or one year left on his deal next offseason, let's go and explore that because having one starting pitcher might as well have zero starting pitchers, even if that guy is at the top of the rotation. And so let's just cut our losses with Dylan Cease, even though it was a great trade and he's been a good White Sox. Let's cut our losses and let's get some premium talent, back backroom while all these teams are actually out here bidding for them. And the starting mar- uh, pitching market is good, but not great. And he's probably at the top of that starting pitching market for his available price and for the available years he has going on for himself. So I, I while not in favor of getting rid of a top of the rotation guy, understand where they are. Dylan Cease is pretty premium.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I am all for Jerry Reinstorf maybe doing something crazy. I know it's a, a very a tough idea for him to uh, visualize a player making over a hundred million dollars, but I think Dylan
0: Cease would be well worth it. It's not my money, but you got you got rims on a Pinto. It's an old reference. Pintos well, a, a terrible car. <laughs> <laughs> it,
3: it's just tough because you you feel like you're you're up against a team owner and a money philosophy that is has just hamstrung them in this way where a lot of different organizations would approach Dylan Cease in the way that I just talked about, but past precedent would would tell you that like Herb said, yeah, maybe extending this guy or talking about something long-term with him is, is the move that you try to make. But given how the White Sox have operated, given who his agent is, then yeah, I can see it from a logical standpoint. It's just, there's a, a frustration, I think that comes from what you could have in this guy, but feeling like they're, you're getting in your own way.
2: It, come, it comes down to where, where Chris gets, and by extension, Jerry Reinsdorf thinks that this team is going to be a year from now, I think, because I think we can all look at it right now and say, 24, they don't seem, barring a surprise move, which might or might not happen, they don't seem to be positioning selves, themselves to compete in 2024. So that means at the best, with the amount of control that you have on Dylan Cease right now, you'd be holding on to him hoping that he can help you win in 2025. Do they think that they're going to be on the doorstep of winning one year from now? And, you know, they would have to do an awful lot, I think, between now and opening day of 25 in order to justify keeping Cease around. Listen, Cease is Cease just like any other pitcher. We talked about this with Lucas Giolito leading up to this offseason. Those guys have earned their right to be free agents. And mm-hmm. so... Dylan Cease is going to do the same thing. And so after the 2025 season, he's going to be a free agent. He's going to earn the right to pursue whatever contract he thinks he can get. The White Sox, that means, have two years to make good on him at at best. And if they don't think that they're going to be utilizing his services properly over the next two years, then, I mean, it's crazy to think because we were talking about just two years ago, you know, this team being ready to, ready to ride and be good for years and years. But now they're kind of stuck with all these guys that they got to kind of wait out. And, you know, whether that's it waiting for them to be gone because they haven't produced like a Moncada or like an Aloy Jimenez, or that's when the the contract ends in the case of Dylan Cease. So um, that's not a good position to be in. You're not happy to be in that position if you're the White Sox, obviously, but unless you think Dylan Cease can help you win in the next two years, he's got to help you win another way, right? I guess.
1: I mean, speed is of the essence, so at least, I guess, you know, I, I like my projects to take at least three years to to see fruition. I mean, I,
2: mean, I just— It might not. I, I mean, seriously, they, maybe, they, maybe he has a plan where a year from now, they are, it is a lot different. I mean, Colson Montgomery could be here and, and, and be part of things. Maybe you get a turnaround from— either Moncada or Aloy and it looks like it's you're in a very different place um maybe they have a lot of plans left to go out and get some more young pitching this this winter you know what I mean that can be that can be helpful but um until we know where they are at the end of this offseason and then until we know where they are at the end of next season it doesn't we can't have any sort of prediction on how viable to use Rick Hans word contention in 2025 is going to be I just
1: love that Chris Getz again said the elephant in the room being the AL Central and there has been some unspoken or maybe spoken uh, kind of challenge between all of these five teams that they are going to try to win the division with the lowest payroll possible. I feel like that is what <laughs> these teams are trying to do. Like, you know, who can hamstring themselves the most and try to win the horrendous AL Central?
3: The lowest payroll and the, what, the least number of wins. Could you get a below 500 team that <laughs> Wins the division, that'd be. It's an interesting experiment.
1: It seems like something that will probably happen. Every every team in the AL Central will be eighty two and or eighty and eighty two or worse. Uh, let's take a break. Our first of the show, uh, and then we'll get into some uh, middle infield talk with the White Sox. Obviously, they've added Paul DeYoung reportedly, uh, and we'll see if there is any more moves on the horizon. Want to let you know about our friends over at Empire Today oh, 588-2300 Empire, Empire. Today. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring, so of course they have copycats, but Empire cannot be beaten on their quality, service, and speed. That's why their competitors advertise low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. Empire keeps Shopping for Floors, simple, with a curated product selection. They don't want to overwhelm you. They want to help you find what you need. They're going to leave, or what they leave out of their selection is just as important as what they include into their selection. They're trying to help you find the perfect style for your home and you can see all those different styles with their virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see new floors and how they will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. So go schedule a free in-home estimate today with our friends at Empire Today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com/chgo for details. Again, uh, all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO.
0: See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. It's Black Friday Savings Time at Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake. As one of the top selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. And all month long, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their Black Friday sales event where you can choose from over 100 Silverados in stock. The perfect tailgate vehicle. And that's not all. You get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until 2024. And I know everybody loves the word free. And that's what you'll get this month at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake. A free oil change. All you need to do is mention CHGO when scheduling your oil change. It's a Black Friday offer you don't want to miss, but you have to schedule by November 30th. Buy with confidence with a Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you'll see online is the price you'll pay when you go into the dealership. In many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership, saying things like, are you a recent college graduate? No. Are you a active in the military, Sean? No. Are you a farmer? Well, depends on the
1: day. You've been a farmer on the phone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Phone farmer? Farming content.
0: Farming, uh, I don't know, whatever. Ed Farmer was a farmer. (laughs) He was. He was Ed Ed Farmer. (laughs) Sorry. Um, In most cases, the answer will be no. And then when the other dealers raise the price on you, saying the price was online included limited rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, at Ray Chevy, that's not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add ons, no hidden fees ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may Make the price of the car lower than you see online. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or Raychevrolet.com to get your Black Friday savings. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. Uh, real quick, Justin's saying if they don't trade him, him being Cease, uh,
1: $115 million for five or six years uh, would be a good offer if you extend him now. No. Uh, if that happened, I would probably uh, streak streaking. Naked through the streets of Chicago, up and down Madison. The five—that's that's only twenty-three. Is that a what can we do? I, to I, I that's believe that's, that's a threat.
0: That's only twenty-three million a year at the at the highest version. So he will outwardly reject that immediately. Yeah, I I would guess
1: that, you know, it's what eight million. Like I don't even know. At th- that point, it would probably be a higher uh, money per war. So I could be. I could think it'd be like six.
0: 210 to oh, yeah. 6, 230, right. oh, yeah. or like yeah. 7, you have 230. To say
3: the first number is going to be a 2, not a 1. Yeah.
0: yeah. For him to sign an extension before he reaches free agency, you have to overpay mm-hmm. because that's what you're getting. You're getting him for exclusive rights and no other team bidding on him. And so you have to go over the number that you expect. So 23 million, I would love if he accepts that. He wouldn't. But <laughs> Scott Boras, would would. Yeah, Scott yeah. like, what the hell are you doing? You love Chicago that much? <laughs> Damn, it's like you can sign back with them, but have other teams bid on him. That's yeah. the point. And maybe I'm I'm
1: over hyping that a little bit because he doesn't have like a Cy Young, but an AAV of like 31 million,
0: I think, would make sense uh, for for a player of his caliber. But I'm saying, like, you guys agree with me? Like, he is the most like coveted free, not free agent, starting pitcher who's available in the market yeah we've said that yeah because of his age is cheapness yeah I mean You're obviously you have control to give
3: up. that you'd still have you, yeah, yeah like
0: like teams are gonna bid on him it's just as the White Sox are like they're the White Sox are in the driver's seat right now they don't have to accept any deal and just say hey come on come on with the right deal and if they find the right deal from any of these teams I guarantee Chris Getz will pull the trigger and I want him to pull the trigger because that would mean that they got the deal that they wanted and they've leveraged each team off each other and they got probably a boatload of players you get five for Aaron Bummer you're gonna get maybe not five players but you're gonna get quality players coming back to the White Sox and probably Major League ready fingers crossed if they make that move
1: all right let's move to the reported move that they made yesterday during our show Paul the young Jared what have you made of the kind of declaration of Chris Getz being like we're gonna go make our defense better that's going to be my first thing gonna go and you know try to improve this defense have guys that have understand what it's like to win in Major League Baseball DeYoung likely going to be the shortstop for the Sox you get Lopez in the Braves trade doesn't seem like there was a kind of seal of approval from Chris Goetz for Nicky Lopez to be the starting second baseman but if they don't make any more additions seems like that's the middle infield what do you make of at least the improved defense that Goetz has brought in
3: well, it's definitely going to do that for you. I mean, your your defense is is going to be nice and solid up the middle. I say what you will about DeYoung's bat. I I like the gloves going to be there, and uh, he's he's just twenty nine, but he's been in the league for a long time. So you're adding you're adding a a true veteran. So yeah, there are some things to like about this you know, for him as a shortstop. But the, I think the frustration is going to be is the bat. You know, the balance of what he does for you on defense with what you're getting from him offensively and kind of Nicky Lopez too, although not to the same degree. But you're kind of sacrificing two positions offensively in order to get really solid defense. And so the runs that you save defensively, are you going to make those up on offense? I don't think so. And given the status of their pitching staff, this feels like a team that's going to need to be able to score a lot of runs in 2024 um run prevention is fantastic but when you're not really scoring on the other side of that I don't know that that that's really it it feels like it's all coming out in the wash uh, basically at best and so yeah defensively sure great move but this team needs a lot more than just that absolutely
2: and I mean I think What Chris Getz is doing is delivering on what he said he was going to do. You you can't argue with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he said at the GM meetings over and over and over again how his top priority was going to be improving the defense on this team, specifically on the infield, where, you know, to the point where pitchers on this staff could pitch differently than they did last year or in recent seasons because they're confident in the defense behind them. If if that's what you wanted, that's what you got. But he also said, or at least hinted, in my opinion, at being willing to sacrifice offense to improve that defense as well. I asked him, hey, you know, you've got a hole at shortstop because Tim Anderson's gone, you also need a leadoff hitter. Are you going to go get a leadoff hitter? And his answer was basically like, we need defense. We need defense, defense, defense. And you know what? If someone can hit leadoff, great. If not, we'll figure it out. And I mean... I don't know if we'll figure it out is a very good strategy for for uh, you know fielding a lineup that is going to be able to do what you said, score a lot of runs. Uh, but he has uh, done what he said he was going to do in improving the defense. Uh, I do think that this is still. I mean, obviously it is by time, but I think it is in terms of volume of moves too. I think this is just the beginning of the White Sox offseason. You know, the, the bummer trade and now the reported signing of De Young. Uh, I think there's a lot to still come just because there's so much that they have to fill before opening day.
0: As a Sox fan, Mike says, it's like, it's so White Sox, and I don't blame them for doing it, to prioritize infield defense and then trade Aaron Bummer away. I hear Aaron Bummer's like, son of a bitch. All those runs I gave up. Could have been great right now. Uh, But, yeah, I a the man said it, and maybe I don't agree with the moves as a whole, but if he – this is his vision – I'm going to let him have his vision and see how it turns out. Like, I'm not going to necessarily judge him on who he's bringing in until I see it on the field. And I'm like, ah, that didn't work out. Or, man, I see what his vision is. But, yeah, run prevention will be key. But as Jared said, if you've got subpar or terrible pitchers, run prevention up the middle won't mean anything because those balls will be going over the fence so it's a good start i like all the activity in major league baseball as a whole and the white Sox i think have started all right better than i thought they would that trade for bummer for the five guys while it's not like earth shattering i think it is a good start to an offseason for a team that needs a lot of help and so you got a lot of help in that trade and so Chris Getz is surprising me with his, you know, I've already said that I didn't believe that he would do a good job because
3: of the job he had before he didn't do a good job. But early on, he's getting high marks for me. And right. I would be curious to know, too, he, he said initially, my, my focus is on defense. Is, is that, you know, phase one? Let me address this first. Let me do what I can to strengthen the team in this way first and then go from there to to something else because vinny like you said especially middle infield when you strengthen the defense there that does have an impact on your pitching it it does improve your pitching whether it's you know maybe some of the guys that are on the staff now not as much but it there is an impact that that you feel um when your pitchers are, are going out there knowing that if i allow some contact i've got the guys behind me that can Get the outs. And so maybe this focus on defense is just this is phase one, and then let's see where things go from here. When that happens, who knows? But yeah, I think there's there's a lot more to come.
1: Yeah, and two, to that point, uh the stat I brought up before, only one player threw I think less than forty percent of their pitches in the zone, and that was Blake Snell. I think he was around thirty-four percent of his pitches were actually in the zone. Uh, in the top four, second was Dylan Cease, fourth was Michael Kopek. So those guys just were not attacking the zone, and I think part of that was exactly what Get said, was we want this to be a place where pitchers want to come and they feel free to attack the zone. And again, just baffles me why they would be interested in trading Dylan Cease, because it seems like he'd be a guy that would benefit from improved defense and attacking the zone. Anyways, uh, looking at possible next moves, obviously there's more to come. Is there another middle infielder that you think would be a good addition for the Sox? A certain—I mean, do you need a second baseman? Uh, are you fine with Nicky Lopez at, at as, as the starting second baseman for opening day
0: roster? Herb, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm. If it's the, the middle infielder going into the 2-8-24 season with, while not good, and I've already put my protestations for not having either of these two guys at the top of the order, which I know one of them will be. Automatically, because if they're middle infielders, they're kind of fast. So Pedro's like, get your ass up to the middle, up to the top. But if this Nicky Lopez is the second baseman and we have Paul DeYoung as the shortstop, not great, but pretty decent. It, these are both Major League Baseball players. They're not borderline people like the the Popeye Rodriguez is or the uh, other people the White Sox have at the minor league level. These are actually Major League pay- players that can feel their position. When seeing White Sox baseball the last – ever. F- fielding the ball is a problem, especially for their middle infielders since pretty much Yomer Sanchez. But so this is a good thing to have of defense. If they can gain any of their offensive stats back, I don't need them to be Paul, DeYoung young of night, 2019 that's 30 home runs. I don't need him to be that. If he is Jesus Christ, man, that's a, that's a steal and a half. And if it's 2021, Nikki Lopez, excellent. But just don't be woeful like you were last year, Paul Young. Be 250, 320, 400. That's fine. Field up every ball you got, and I'm fine with it because I don't want the Witten Merrifields of the world to come and paying him money just to be mediocre. You got Nicky Lopez already there, and he's much, in it, much more inexpensive, and he's a better fielder than uh, Whit Merrifield. So, yeah, that's, this middle of the field is not good, but fine for the White Sox moving into the next year. And I, I think they can uh, go with the AL Central. If they go and improve right field with the actual right fielder instead of the people they have now, I would be more happy if they did right field and catcher than going to get another mid I fielder.
2: Th- sorry to interrupt you there. I, I think there will be a different second baseman besides Nicky Lopez as the everyday guy uh, come opening day. Uh, mainly because of the answer to the question that Chris that I asked Chris Getz the other day, which was, is he an everyday guy or is he a bench player? And he said, oh, we'll see. <laughs> Usually if you go out to acquire an everyday second baseman, you're going to say that he's the everyday second baseman. Um, but the thing that jumps out to me is this: what we talked about a little bit yesterday. You can point to Paul DeYoung and say – That guy is here and he is going to start until Colson Montgomery gets here. Mm -hmm. There is no guy coming at second base. There is no guy coming in right field unless things dramatically change at the minor league level. Um, And so I think for a team that is focusing on the future, as Sean leaves to, as he's not even going to hear this pearl of wisdom uh, (laughs) for a team that is focusing on the future, you're going to want a a long-term piece. Yeah. And, Maybe that, maybe that doesn't materialize this offseason fine, but I think my thought would be that Chris Getz is trying to look for someone that if not is certain will be a long-term starter at second base, could be a long-term starter at second base. I don't think anybody thinks Nicky Lopez is that long-term answer at the position, as useful as he might be in improving the defense this year. So my thought would be that there is another – let's say attempt at a move to bring in somebody who could be projected out as a longer term piece at second base with maybe lopez the ideal situation being lopez being a reserve infielder and providing that good defense all over the infield that when as as he can as needed come this season.
3: yeah lopez feels like in the long term at least like the guy who is your your second base shortstop backup who can he's got that flexibility where he can play both of those positions and and Fill in as needed because, and it it, it is second base has been a, a black hole of a position for this team for a very very long time. There, and there's and you're right. There's nobody. It's one of the spots where you can't you do, you don't look to the minor league system and say, well, at least there's someone. It feels like there's someone coming where this position is going to get filled at some point. That does not seem seem to be the case. So if I'm looking at free agency at a position where I could see them really working to, let's find somebody who can solidify that spot, that's a position, Herb, like you said, right field has also been another spot where it's just kind of <laughs> like you have two legs and two arms, go play right field um, and so that's, that's sometimes literally that's been the case right, right, yeah, yeah. Right. so um, you know when they put, when they put a, a first baseman out there, think, yeah, right, yes, Which, and uh, repeatedly Bucky put him out there, yeah,
1: multiple so um <laughs> gavin sheets is not a right fielder folks no,
2: i no. mean he is now he's no, played he's, it more no. he's played it more in the major <laughs> leagues <laughs> than <laughs> he's <laughs> played any other position technically, right yeah, field. Yeah, gavin sheets technically a right fielder <laughs>
3: um but uh yeah those are two spots that there there has not been anyone that doesn't seem as though there's going to be anyone coming at least from within so those are those are needs that have to be addressed from without. Well,
1: and the one thing, too, uh, pe- people have seen this brought up uh, is there a guarantee that Colson's even a shortstop? Like, there's, if, if Colson isn't the guy at shortstop, they don't have anyone else to, like, Take over if if no. Colson's not going to be a real. Sh-
2: Justin yeah. is mentioning their first round pick from this past from this year, but years who knows how many years that is yeah. going to be until that's a major league option.
1: And I think know? he was yeah. mentioning him for second base too. Like I don't even know if well, whatever position a it's soft. just yeah.
2: When when how far along is that development going to become opening day twenty five, we don't know.
0: But we know that Colson Montgomery ultimately will be a White Sox or. Yeah. Be in the major leagues because it's bat plays. Mm-hmm. The, the shortstop, as you read from that report a couple of days ago, seems a little shaky right now, but he has only played a, a small amount of games in the minor leagues. He can improve at shortstop. Will he? I don't know, but third base is always available. I he mean, can go to the outfield always. People will take him wherever he goes because the bat plays, it, Tim was the same way, where he couldn't feel a, a, a lick. In minor leagues, he got to the major leagues because his bat
1: put his tall ass at first base. You know, there you go, and then you can move Andrew Vaughn to second base, and we can finally That's see enough. the uh, the Andrew Vaughn <laughs> second base experiment. <laughs> We've we already seen it. saw it. We already see it. Not enough.
2: enough. <laughs> we were doing a major league baseball game. Andrew Vaughn started at second base. <laughs> Anymore. Critics. Wow. Uh, are <laughs> <I'm> Having golly. <laughs> I'm not sure
1: exactly. Who they will add I'm, I'm, I'm positive they'll add A second baseman Wait I don't know I am sure who they'll add Whit Merrifield um, You're putting it Out in the atmosphere Too much He could play second base now. Or right field it, I'm not putting it out In the atmosphere there you are. Mark Feinstein's also Putting it out in the
0: atmosphere I'm gonna call uh, him then yeah, Okay Stop Call up Mark Feinstein Yeah It's, it's, it's I'm gonna happen the, the Salvi Perez stuff out there So it doesn't happen Like a jinx Yeah Just like don't happen Don't happen Please don't happen But it's gonna happen The Salve one setting, doesn't make sense I'm setting myself up For that just failure Prepare yourself for it I, I
1: don't. I don't think the Salvi one's going to happen. Don't worry. I don't think that one's written in stone, stone. I think that's in sand. I would take. I would take the Whitmer if it the Salvi thing. Yeah. So at least it's temporary and costs less. Baggers can't be choosers. Um, I do think that Elvis Almores would make sense. I know that I've, I've brought this up. He's still pretty good. Uh, the active game leader uh, in Major League Baseball had four fielding run value at second base and four fielding run value at shortstop. He could play both as as well as another. I mean, like well, what he, is where do you put De De Young if you have Elvis Andres? Well I'm saying you could sign Andres to be your second baseman again. Oh.
2: But I mean if you don't have Tim Anderson, I mean isn't Andres much better at a shortstop?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Not than De Young defensively.
1: Where am I at second base? Uh no, where am I? Where, uh-huh. no, I mean,
2: Elvis Andrus is better at shortstop than Elvis Andrus is better at second base. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. Correct. No, there's uh, he, I'm, I'm saying that he had the same fielding run value at second oh, and short. last year.
2: I'm talking yeah. over the last 15 years.
1: Right. But, yeah. I mean, he's not 20 anymore. I mean, at, I'm just saying at 36, he proved to be uh, the same type of defender at second and short. So, I don't think there's, like, a downgrade necessarily. I don't know where DeYoung ended up being. Oh, yeah. De, DeYoung's seven uh, fielding run value at His shortstop. Firm his ferv gotcha. uh andrews four i do think you brought this guy up last year herb he only played 28 games with the padres in triple a yeah but 317 356 a 537 slug i know that the pcl is kind of a crazy uh, bandbox. but jose iglesias was a pretty good uh uh fielder i mean really good fielder. i mean maybe they give him a shot uh either at second um Isaiah Kiner-Falefa also I think makes sense. He's a positive fielder, not really great with the bat, but he can move around the diamond as well. Uh, play short second.
0: Are field. these
2: guys vastly better than Nicky Lopez? Literally, what I was going to yeah. say.
0: Like yeah. if you're going to defensively, sp- no. Yeah, exactly. Like if we're going to be this mediocre to bad team, don't spend money on those positions. You already got them. Locked down. Right. I'm spend money on the places that you don't have people at catcher and right field and some of the starting pitchers. That's where you spend money, even though those these people you're naming aren't going to make a ton of money. I think Elvis made three million last year, but nicky's making what league minimum? Still not even arbitration eligible. So might as well just go with him. No, not Tommy Fam. Yeah, even I mean, though he's coming here, you, Justin.
2: You, you don't. You don't. You don't.
0: You don't add another stopgap just to have
2: with all your other stopgaps. You know what I mean? Like if they're going to have somebody that plays over Nicky Lopez, he's going, it's going to be because he's a markedly better or B, part of the future or ideally both. So I I think that, uh, those guys that you listed right there are the guys they'd go get if they hadn't already gotten Nicky Lopez and Paul DeYoung. That's fair.
1: Yeah. Um, final thought. And then we'll take another break. Uh, what position do you think they will add next then if not second or short with the additions of de young and reportedly de young and lopez
2: i mean if we're just talking about what's the most likely thing that they need to go get it's starting pitching so i could see that happening next but i think there are a lot of positions that they will be adding before the offseason is over
3: you could fill a dartboard of just <laughs> which i'd yeah starting pitching catcher right field um, but to me, uh, I, I would go the same way. You have to, you have to have your rotation f- at least mostly figured out. Uh, you can't have as many holes in the, in that in that group as they have right now. So they need pitching.
0: Yeah, if we're looking at starters right now, we're thinking Cease, kopek Schuster, Soroka, and then and Schulten. Schulten, yeah. that's really not aye, great. Aye. Now, that is a place where you are much better. it's much better
2: than Cease, Kopech, and Schultons and nothing else. <laughs> no offense to Tukey
0: Toussaint, to yeah. I guess. Now, uh, that's where Davis you, Martin will come back you, at some point. Though the equivalent of those second base upgrades from Nicky Lopez, the upgrade from going to get Tuki Toussaint or Jesse Schultons, you can have a fit starter that's better than those guys on the market right now and actually pay for them because if you are putting Deal and Cease on the market— you're more than likely going to get back talent, but I don't know if you're going to get major league ready pitching back. So you need to start having some of those guys uh, fill out. And so I would think starting pitching is a priority, especially when we get to Nashville. I think by the end of the time in Nashville, they'll have another starting pitcher there.
1: Yeah. I do wonder if they wait to make a starting pitcher move until the cease waters are kind of more clear. Um, obviously, Cease Waters. Cease Waters. <laughs> hmm. that sounds uh, like a blues guitarist.
3: Cease, <laughs> cease uh,
1: Maybe they wait for that to, to figure itself out, uh, and, and and maybe they make a move then. But I, I do think that catcher will be something that they probably attack fairly quickly, just because that is such a clear need, and it's not really a deep free agent class. So I think if you w- have a guy, I think there would be a benefit to acting early. Uh, I forget who threw this out there, but. Uh, Someone said it, and I, I, I like it, so I'm going to run with it too. Uh, Victor Carantini, I think that he would be a pretty good add. Uh, he's had two seasons of near 100 OPS plus, which for a catcher, I mean, you're basically Joe Maurer. Um, and he's a pretty solid defender, can bat from both sides. I think that he gives you a lot of, again, versatility, which I know the Sox like. Uh, so I, I think just that – Keep thinking defense,
2: though. What The guy, that they, the guy whose contract just ended – the defense was not there but certainly by the end of it and and trying to control the running game I mean if you're not expecting to score a ton of runs and you want to win based on what's going on on the field you want to really improve that defense look at those defensive numbers uh, it certainly seems to me like if they were to add another catcher uh, and again we don't even know if it's going to be a starting catcher or a backup catcher what they want to do with Corey Lee it's got to be somebody who can throw out base runners it's got to be somebody that can keep the ball from going to the backstop.
1: yeah uh, blocks above average didn't do well he was a negative 2. Uh-oh. Caught stealing above average a negative 3. The pop time isn't great, 2.06, but the framing's good. Uh, 6 value on framing, 89th percentile, and the fielding run value was uh, 72 percentile, uh, which was a 3, so I don't know if this all figures itself out. I'm sorry, for, blo- for blo- blocks caratina.
2: above average? Blocks yeah. above average. So that'd be bot. Bar-
0: Bah. That's the sheep stat? Yes. Bah. Well, well, if they get (laughs) Carantini, they can continue the tradition of getting former Cubs catchers. Wellington Castillo, Gio Soto before that. Alex Avila. Is he Brewer? No, he's a Cub. Cub. Oh, Cub. Former Cub people. Uh, I was thinking Former Cub catchers. Of Grondahl. Wellington Castillo soon. I mean, not Wellington Castillo. uh, Contreras. Oh, and you forgot uh, Dioner Navarro also. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> I forgot he was a Wood Sox. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Never forget. Is Jody Davis coming soon? <laughs> Michael uh, Barrett. <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, let's
1: make a uh, uh, let's take a break and then we'll uh, wrap this thing up. Want to let you know about our friends over at Circus Sportsbook. There are three NFL games tomorrow, so make sure you're downloading the Circus Sports Illinois app. Uh, you got Packers versus the Lions. The Lions are seven and a half point favorites over under a 47 and a half. Mm. Commanders versus Cowboys. Cowboys are 11 point favorites over under 49 and then in the primetime slot 49ers are six and a half point favorites versus the Seahawks over under a 43. There's also the Egg Bowl on Thursday. You got Ole Miss and uh, Mississippi State in in Starkville. Lance Uh, Lynn versus Kendall Graveman. Hell yes. (laughs) Uh, So make sure that you're downloading the Circa Sports app. Uh, We love their low hold model. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike like other sportsbooks, we may use a minus 115 or minus 120 split, uh, which is just better for you. You would want to lay uh, the best odds possible. That's why Circa encourages bettors to download all sport betting apps available, compare the lines from each sportsbook, and take the best odds for you. And typically, all roads usually lead to Circa Sportsbook. Uh, they're the world's largest sportsbook. They're very proud of their odds and how uh, favorable they are to the sports better. So, Download the Circus Sports app at circasports.com slash illinois-app. That's circasports.com slash illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or some of you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Text GMB-833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Vinny, yes. what should people be
2: drinking during the holidays? Well, I'll tell you this, Sean. So tonight is Thanksgiving Eve, obviously, and uh, so my wife has Big plan. She's going to cook some stuff for her family dinner tomorrow. She's going to whip up some mashed potatoes. She's going to make some bread. My contribution... Tonight in the in the prep is going to be drinking a bunch of three one two. I'm going to be having a honkingly good time at home tonight, and uh, of course that's thanks to Goose Island, which is Chicago's beer and has been since 1988. They are uh, a great supporter of us here at CHGO, and you know you can do what I do and drink the three one two. You can do what Herb does and drink the beer hug, though he's having a three one two right now. Uh, you can have a full pocket pills, which is what the non-Milwaukee Brewers are drinking over at the brewery over there. Uh, seasonal stuff too. Remember, they had the Oktoberfest during the fall. Now we're moving into the winter, but they're going to have a nice little Christmassy thing available for you down at the Jewels, probably. Uh, And, you know, they have events with us all the time as well that you can check out. Uh, And if you want to go have a honkingly good time yourself, you can go over and grab yourself an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue over in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Both places are very good. I've been to both of them. Numerous times. Uh, Goose Island Beer Company is Chicago's beer, so go have a honkingly good holiday tomorrow. Real quick, I know we don't know
1: the leadoff hitter. I think it's probably Ben Attendee. I would agree. Robert's batting second, right?
3: I mean,
0: Moncada. 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 gets on base.
3: Yeah. Ben Attendee, Moncada, Robert, Eloy, Vaughn. Yeah. That, would be,
2: that would be my prediction. If it were up to me, I'd go Robert first, Moncada second. Yeah, Obviously, yeah.
1: Dust hasn't settled. Matt just saying Lopez, Benintendi, Vaughn, Robert, new right fielder, Aloy, Moncada, uh, Montgomery. While batting. Ooh, where's Colson playing? Where do you have Colson
2: playing? He's playing shortstop, according to the They just signed to Young. He doesn't like the young. Oh boy, young, yeah. Carlos. He's Perez. also starting Carlos Perez over Corey Lee, which is not Fair. a good sign for Corey Lee. And I think that's a ball nowhere right also, there. Also, but the, the 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 wildest thing on there is new right fielder is has no idea who it is <laughs> ahead of Aloya Moncada. Yeah. Yeah. It could <laughs> be No
1: More again. The oh, yeah. thing I see the worst is fifth. that
0: Nicky Lopez batting first. He's his Chicago all the way. His on base three one two nice in his career. <laughs> he's he career. having
2: a hawkingly good time. The
0: eighth or ninth spot, please. Uh finally want
1: to let you know about the chgo diehard program uh if you are a fan of chicago sports if you are a diehard fan of any certain team all of the teams this is the program for you we got podcasts and live shows on every team every day uh Pre- and post-game shows for the Bulls, Blackhawks, Bears, which are all in season when the Cubs and Sox are in season. We got pre- and post-game shows for that. We got premium written content for members at AllCHGO, like Vinny Duber's uh, mailbag that he posted today. So diehards can go check that out now at AllCHGO.com. You also get 20% off events, dope merch for all team. You get a free shirt when you become a member, and you get access to the CHGO Lounge, where our members-only Discord, where you get to chat with all diehards alike. And... On Friday, we got the Black Friday read. Uh, sale dates are from the 24th to the 27th. Shirts are up to 90% off. <laughs> team ah, team gear, at least 20% off. CHGO gear, 33% off. Hats and hoodies, $10 off. And if you spend $75 or more, uh, you can receive a $15 gift card. Uh, and two, uh, diehards do get... Uh, uh, discount as well still. Uh, so uh, make sure that you're checking that out on Friday. Uh, some restrictions may apply. All right, let's wrap this up. It's the holiday season. Favorite Thanksgiving food. What are you excited for tomorrow?
0: Well, I know Greg Braggs, who uh, was here earlier, says that Thanksgiving food is not good, which I just told him you haven't had good macaroni and cheese. I'm not talking about Blue Box. <laughs> I'm talking about actual macaroni and cheese No powder Yes yeah, I will yeah. show you If you're following my Twitter wall 23 What real macaroni and cheese looks like On my pictures tomorrow mm. That's what I'm looking forward to Because Turkey is, of course is turkey It's alright But when you get those sides And macaroni and cheese I don't call it stuffing We call it dressing at my house Where it's oyster dressing mm, Delicious but that are the two things I'm looking forward to, some oyster dressing and the delicious macaroni and cheese, even though I'm lactose intolerant. I'll, take, I'll, I'll pay the price oh, for really? some delicious macaroni and cheese. That says a lot. You, you but, know? Wow. It's that good. Jared, you got a favorite?
3: I'm, I'm a simple man. I, I'm all about the, uh, the carbs on Thanksgiving. Give me some mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. some rolls, some sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I get real fired up about pies, too. I get excited about you know, when the pies get rolled out. So, what that? Sweet, sweet, sweet potato, out, yeah. pumpkin, pecan. Oh, yeah. There's so many good choices. So, mm-hmm. give me some Thanksgiving pies. Mm-hmm.
2: The thing that I really like, we, we did this a few times over the years, non traditional. Uh, Thanksgiving which I find very fun one year uh, my mom made seafood mac and cheese uh, as our entree for Ooh. for Thanksgiving I really like that kind of like oh we're gonna do something a little different this time but I do of course like all of the Thanksgiving foods uh, I think I would go uh, well I'll, I'll shout out my dad last year grilled the turkey Ooh. it was phenomenal um, but I will uh, I will say that uh, stuffing, Holds a special place for me at Thanksgiving because, like, I have all the other Thanksgiving stuff at other times of the year. Stuffing is like a a one-day-a-year thing. Yep. And so I'm going to go ahead and go big uh, with the stuffing. Hopefully I bought the right kind of potatoes. My wife's calling me right now, but yes, I'm going to go ahead and go with stuffing.
1: Uh, I'm uh, I'm excited for the stuffing too. That cranberry sauce, and then uh, I like cheesy potatoes. We, yeah, we make oh, those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where it's it's probably hard to imagine for people. It's uh, like the cubed potatoes with mm-hmm. a ton of cheese. Delicious. That's you the go. name cheesy potatoes. There you go. Uh, and also, I'm with you. Not a turkey guy. We usually have ham as well. I'm more of a ham guy. So like some ham, cheesy potatoes, stuffing, cranberry sauce. I'm very happy. When you say cranberry sauce, is this out of the can or is somebody making this special? Uh, I don't care. I'm not a snob, but I have made my own cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I can get bougie with it. I'm also Southside trash.
3: So, I mean, <laughs> give me the jelly. I don't care. Out of can is the best. Yeah, my My wife makes cranberry sauce mm-hmm. and it's, outstanding so So, i i've been i've been spoiled on it it's
1: fun to make too like it's just you just sit there and just kind of stir oh it smells good it's oh yeah It's, it's great uh all right that's gonna do it uh Thank you to Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And again, diehards, go check out his piece at allchgo.com. Thank you to Jared Willis for joining us. Make sure you follow him at Jay Willis wise instead of eyes. He's our CHGO baseball beat writer. He's got his finger on the pulse of everything baseball. And that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at EcknerWall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to everyone for hanging out with us. Uh, Make sure you're hitting the thumbs up button on your way out. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a safe holiday. Happy Black Friday. Thank you to Sarah for producing the show. And then finally, on Friday, we won't be live, but we will have a very, 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 very special episode. You'll enjoy uh, it. Yes, uh, a little draft episode, but I don't think this idea has ever been done before. So, uh,
2: Never in the history of podcasting.
1: I have no idea. I, I can proudly claim that I did not rip it off from somebody. Uh, so if I did, uh, it's, I mean, no idea is original. So I, someone probably did it before. But anyways, we will talk to you on Friday,
0: Goodbye. <laughs> we all